Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Growing with Joe podcast, or welcome if you're new. I'm your host, Johanna. I hope you're all doing well. I did just get back from Las Vegas, and I had the most amazing time. That explains the inactivity on the podcast. I know I haven't been uploading as much recently because I have had a lot going on in my personal life, but I do plan to get back to it and start uploading every single week consistently how I was before. I know some of you have been DMing me on Instagram and wondering where I've been. So in the winter, I will definitely have more time to do so with it being cold outside and me not going out as much, but Anyways, it was actually my first time ever going to Vegas. I went with my mom for my 21st birthday. I don't actually turn 21 until December, but my mom wanted to go before all of the holiday traveling started and she wanted to avoid the snow delays and the flight cancellations since my birthday is the week before Christmas, so that definitely would have been really hectic. But I'm actually very happy that we went now because we had the perfect weather. If you're ever considering traveling to Las Vegas, I highly recommend going in the fall because it isn't too hot. It was in the upper 70s all week, so it was absolutely perfect. I think in the summertime, it gets up to 100 degrees there, which is insane. The last time my mom was there, she was actually pregnant with me, so this was like 20 years ago, and I think that's kind of ironic, but she said that she went in the summertime and it was so hot that it was making her sick, like nauseous. So if you don't do very well with the heat, I recommend going during the fall. There were actually some mornings where it was very cold, like I'm talking 45 degrees, and I was not expecting it to be that cold. I literally only brought dresses and tank tops with shorts on this trip. I didn't bring any jackets. So whenever we would walk to go get breakfast in the mornings on the strip, I would be freezing cold until the sun came out. But whenever the sun came out, it was fine. But we did also go hiking in Red Rock. If you're ever in Vegas, you need to go there. I have never seen a site like it before. The mountains were so beautiful and it looked like you were on Mars or some other planet. All of the rocks were red, which is why it's called Red Rock, and they're just so big in real life. Like, I've seen pictures, obviously, but it's just so surreal to see that in real life. I don't know how to explain it, but I don't know, and this might sound kind of dumb, but where I'm from in Pennsylvania, all of our mountains have trees, and I actually have a coworker from New Mexico that moved to Pittsburgh, and I asked him what he liked about Pennsylvania, and he said he liked all of the trees, and I never really understood what he meant by that until I went to Vegas because everything is just so bare there. Like, all of the mountains are straight-up rock. There's no trees on them. So it was definitely a change of scenery for me. And like I said, I've seen pictures of the desert, but it was just really crazy to see that in real life. The pictures do not do it justice, but it was just so different than what I'm used to seeing every day. Like all of our mountains are filled with trees and we just have lots of green life here. But we also did go kayaking down the Colorado River We went under these coves, which were super cool. I do have a picture on my Instagram, which you guys should definitely go check out. I think it was like amazing. It was definitely a workout though. The wind warnings were super high that day. So we literally had to fight the wind to go down the river and the wind was blowing so hard that it was turning our kayaks sideways. And the instructor said when we first started, he was like, make sure to keep your boat straight because there's a high probability that you will capsize today. (laughs) So that kind of freaked me out from the start and I was definitely panicking a little bit. But 
We ended up being fine. We didn't flip. And it was a piece of cake on the way back because the wind was blowing us back in. But on the way out, it was definitely a challenge trying to get out there. But that was definitely a once in a lifetime experience. And I loved the whole trip. I loved walking around the strip. The Cosmopolitan and the Venetian were definitely my favorites. I also loved Caesar's Palace, but it was just really cool seeing all the hotels and the people. I love the city. I don't know. But I did post tons of pictures and story highlights on my Instagram. I still have more to come. If you guys want to go check out my Instagram, you're more than welcome to. I post lots of travel content on my page. My main is at Johanna Coopy, but I will have it linked in the show notes for you guys. I know I love seeing travel content and where people are going and what they're doing. So if that's something that you also like, definitely go check out my other socials. I'm always posting what I'm up to and what I'm doing, where I'm eating, where I'm going on my TikTok and my Instagram. So I think you guys will like that. But now we're going to do the weekly affirmation. If you're new to the podcast and you don't know what I'm talking about, in the beginning of every episode, I share an affirmation to start your day or your week off great on a positive note. So today's affirmation is, I know my worth and always add tax. This is the one. I want to make an episode on this topic so bad, so let me know if you guys would be interested in that because I think it's very important to know your worth and stand on that. It's very important to have boundaries. It's important to have self-esteem. I can go into much more detail in a future episode, but never forget your worth and never forget to add tax because you are worthy and you always have been. But definitely DM me if you want that topic as a full episode. I would be more than happy to do that one for you guys. I love that topic. So we're going to move on to our topic for today. As you can see by the title, this episode is going to be about how to enter your peaceful era. I posted about doing this topic on the podcast Instagram and so many of you guys slid up and were really excited for this one, which made me so happy. But I thought that this topic was perfect because the new year is coming up and for me personally, 2023 was all about growth. That's all I was focused on. I wanted to grow my career, I wanted to grow as a person, focus on success and leveling up in every aspect, and I was just very self-improvement focused. And now that I have done all of those things, I kind of went through this shift where now I want to live a softer life and focus on peace. That term has been circulating on social media recently, and if you don't know what it means to live a soft life, it basically means practicing mindfulness, living a lifestyle of comfort and relaxation, relieving stress, and living a peaceful life. And that is definitely one of my top goals for 2024. Because this year has been absolutely incredible. This really was a year of transformation for me, but I feel like this year... I have just been in go mode nonstop, like constantly working, constantly doing errands, doing things on the side, trying to balance my social life with self-care time, and I've honestly kind of gotten stressed and overwhelmed with how much I've been doing and with how much has been on my plate. So in 2024, I really want to prioritize living a more peaceful life, entering my peaceful era and living a softer life. And I've been doing different things to work towards that. So I wanted to make a guide for you guys to do the same. If you're also struggling with stress, 
burnout and just feeling overwhelmed. This episode is going to be all about slowing down, practicing mindfulness, and prioritizing yourself. So let's get into it and I hope you guys enjoy. So the first step that I wrote for entering your peaceful era is cutting ties with people that disturb your peace. I wrote down four types of people that I personally avoid and do not let close to me and people that I think you should stay away from as well to protect your peace. So the first type of people that I recommend avoiding are the monitoring spirits. These are people that are always watching you always keeping tabs on you, copying your every move, but never supporting you. For example, this could be someone that's always watching your stories on social media, but never liking or commenting on anything. But they're so quick to compliment other people. This could be people that are always watching your stories, but never swiping up, complimenting you, or never offering any support when you need it. These are people that never have anything positive to say about you. If they do compliment you, it's backhanded. These people always have some sort of animosity or jealousy towards you. And if you believe in the evil eye, this is a prime example of that. And some of you might be thinking, it's not that deep, it's just Instagram or whatever. But to me and many other people, it is. Social media is a big part of many people's lives today. It's how you stay connected to your friends and your peers and your family members. And... I'm not talking about the people that don't use social media much and don't go on it. I'm talking about the people that are on it very frequently every single day that specifically go out of their way to not acknowledge you and not support you. And it might be hard to believe that there are people out there that actually do that, but you would be surprised at how common it is. And I think it's so important because I'm very supportive of my friends. I'm always liking their pictures always commenting, swiping up, always hyping them up and telling them how beautiful they look and how proud I am of their accomplishments. And I expect that to be reciprocated. It's the bare minimum. And I'm not saying you have to comment publicly on every single post like a fan, but even just the text once in a while showing your support would mean the world. And I think that people that are not capable of doing that are not your real friends or loved ones. Because if you think about it, how hard is it to like a picture? How hard is it to comment on something? How hard is it to text someone or give someone a compliment? It takes literal seconds to do. It's free. I think that if they wanted to, they would. So just watch out for those people that never have anything nice to say about you. They never compliment you or when they do, it's backhanded or it's some kind of jab at you. They never acknowledge you or celebrate you. Those are not your real friends and you don't want snakes like that in your circle. You don't want people like that close to you knowing your business and what you're going through because there's a possibility that they're watching you but they're not rooting for you. There's a possibility that they want you to fail or not do better than them but that is just something that I have picked up on and I stay away from people like that at all costs to protect my peace. My circle is full of nothing but supportive people now and I'm the happiest that I have ever been and my mental state has been so clear. So make it a goal to have your circle filled with love, support and peace, friends that actually support you and lift you up and want you to do well because it has a big effect on you as a person. So the next type of people that I recommend avoiding are the gossipers. I feel like this one doesn't even need much of an explanation, but if someone is always talking bad about other people, there is a 100% chance that they are doing it about you too. 
No one is safe or off limits from these people. Don't think that these people are keeping your secrets safe. Don't think that these people are not telling your business to other people because I guarantee that they are. And it's like, why would you even want to be around someone like that? Like imagine hanging out with someone and the only topic of conversation is bashing other people, making fun of other people, being negative and pessimistic and just projecting and being miserable. Like that would get very old very fast. And I saw this quote on Instagram a while ago that stuck with me that relates to this. It said, don't sit at tables where you might be the topic of conversation when you get up. And that just hits. Like you want to surround yourself with women or people that talk about goals, aspirations, and ideas, not other people. And this one relates to the last one, actually. Gossipers are monitoring spirits. They're always watching other people, but never supporting. They're keeping tabs on people. They can't like the picture, but they can send it to the group chat to make fun of that person. You know what I mean? Like they're fans. And like I said, if these people are comfortable doing it to other people, they're comfortable doing it to you. And these people are insecure. They're projecting their insecurities onto other people to make themselves feel better. So if you are a secure person, I don't recommend being close with people that are insecure and gossip about other people because there is a high probability that they will do the same to you eventually if they haven't already. If these people can't be happy for anyone else, what makes you think that they'll be happy for you when you succeed, when you reach your goals, when you do better than them? If they're insecure, they're not going to be happy for you. So protect yourself and your peace. And I recommend staying far, far away from these people. So the next type of people that I wrote to avoid are people that are always involved in drama and are problematic. People that are always arguing with other people, whether it be on the internet, even road rage, people that have beef with anybody and everybody. People that are just always searching for an altercation, drama, or something to be mad about. They get in physical fights. Like, they're just mad at the world. You need to surround yourself with people that are doing better things with their time. Or else that will rub off onto you. And it's like, how long is it until that person starts drama with you? If that's all they attract and all they're involved in. People that are always starting drama are low vibrational and low energy. They're projecting. There's a high chance that they're unhappy with themselves or their own lives and they feel the need to just take that anger out onto other people to make themselves feel better. And you don't want to surround yourself with someone that's always mad and angry and nasty. I know I don't. Like they need to find a way to regulate their emotions. And I don't feel secure or safe around them. If they're always creating these hostile and dangerous environments, that's definitely not peaceful. And also, I don't want any part or involvement in other people's drama. Like, not my circus, not my monkeys. I'm not picking sides and talking about the other person. I don't want to sound fake by saying that, but I just genuinely don't care. Like, I have better things to do with my time. I have more important things to worry about than what Joe Schmo said to you on TikTok. Like, it's just dumb and pointless in my opinion. Where is that getting you? But... You want to protect yourself from these people because it's only a matter of time until they start drama with you or get you involved in a bad situation. And it's not enjoyable to argue and fight with people all the time. That's like the opposite of living a peaceful life. So I recommend you stay away, focus on yourself, do not get involved in other people's altercations and arguments and drama because it's not benefiting you in any way. 
So the last type of people that I wrote to avoid are energy vampires. If you don't know what that is, these are people that feed on your emotional support, care, and attention, and they leave you feeling drained, exhausted, overwhelmed, and stressed. They basically treat you as an unpaid therapist. So for example, this could be a friend that only wants to be around you when they need something, like if their boyfriend breaks up with them or they're having relationship problems or a friend or loved one that only calls you when they want to vent and trauma dump and ask for advice and they don't even let you get a word in or even ask how you're doing. They expect you to be their shoulder to cry on, but they don't do the same for you. These people are so exhausting to be around. And the reason that I put this type of person in here to protect your peace from is because if you do not have boundaries, these people will walk all over you and wear you thin. You're always going to be stressed worrying about them and their problems and if they're okay. You're going to feel sad and drained after talking to them because they're so negative all the time and they bring your energy down. You're going to feel overwhelmed because not only do you have your own problems to worry about, now you have theirs on top of that. And of course you should be there for your friends and your loved ones if they're going through a hard time. But also at the same time, these people need to learn what boundaries are. They should be asking you, hey, is it okay if I talk about blank? Is it okay if I just vent for a little bit and get things off my chest? Are you in the right headspace to listen to my problems and give me advice? Or would that be too much for you right now? It's not okay for them to just come to you all the time and word vomit all of their problems, especially if it's a really heavy topic. Like not everyone can handle that, especially if they're not a licensed professional or a therapist. And everyone has their own problems. I'm not saying you need to be friends with perfect people that never go through hard times. I'm saying you need to stay away from the people that only come around when they want or need something from you. Only when it's convenient for them. And when they don't need you anymore, they vanish and they're nowhere to be found. Or someone that would not do the same for you and not reciprocate that. That is not a true friend by any means. And I always say this on the podcast, your body doesn't lie to you. Listen to your body. If you feel anxious to be around someone, you dread spending time with them, you're stressed, you feel sad and drained afterwards, that is a huge sign that they're lowering your energy and you don't actually enjoy being around them. So... Be aware of people like this, listen to your body and protect your own peace and emotions and mental state. At some point, you have to have those boundaries and stay away from people that drain you that much because you can't live a peaceful life if you're always trying to fix people and solve everyone else's problems and be there for everybody all the time. You just can't. I know that sounds kind of mean and harsh, but it's just the truth. Sometimes you have to prioritize yourself and your own needs first. So those were the four types of people that I recommend you cut ties with or stay away from if you want to live a more peaceful life. But now we're going to move on to the next tip I wrote to enter your peaceful era. And that is to assign yourself complaint-free days. Focus on gratitude. This is my favorite tip that I wrote down. I saw this idea in an article a while ago and I really liked it. So I decided to try it myself and I started doing it recently and it's actually a lot harder than it sounds. You don't realize how much you and other people complain until you start paying attention to how much you do it and force yourself not to. And I noticed that a lot of the things that I was complaining about were things that I had to do. I would always be like, 
I don't want to go to work today. I'm so tired. It's too cold out. I don't feel like working out today. I have so much to do later. And whenever I assign myself complaint-free days, whenever I would be in the middle of thinking something negative, I would literally have to stop in my tracks and rewire my thoughts. I was forced to think positively. And it genuinely made me have a more positive mindset throughout the day. So for example, instead of complaining and thinking, I don't feel like working out today, I would tell myself, I'm blessed and healthy enough to be able to work out. I'm blessed to even have a gym membership and the opportunity to go whenever I want. I get to go work out, not I have to. Or instead of thinking, I don't want to go to work, I'd think, I have the opportunity to go and make money that I can spend on myself or things that I like, or I can go out with friends and do fun things with this money. I get to go to work. I can go to work. Not everyone has the opportunity to do that and the privilege to do that. Or, you know, if I don't feel like doing laundry or cleaning my house, instead of complaining about having to do that, I would think, I'll have clean clothes for the week. My space will be nice and clean. It'll make me feel better. I'm blessed to even have a washer and dryer and a roof over my head. So it's all about perspective and gratitude. And if you want to live a more peaceful life, it's really important to focus on gratitude and what you do have instead of the negative. Mindfulness is really important if you want to live a softer life. It's important to slow down Take things in around you and practice gratitude as much as you can. I know it's hard to stay positive all the time and it can definitely be much easier to focus on the negative and everything on your plate that's stressing you out and everything you have going on. But worrying and complaining doesn't help you. It doesn't do anything for you. I saw another quote on TikTok that said, worrying won't fix tomorrow, but it will ruin today. And... Whenever I saw that, I was just like, wow, complaining about everything is not going to fix my situation. It's not going to help me. It literally does nothing for me. So I should really stop doing that. (laughs) So I recommend assigning yourself complaint-free days. You could do it once a week and then work yourself up to two days a week and then three and just keep going. But it's just a fun little exercise to kind of force yourself to think positive thoughts, and practice gratitude more. I'm really happy that I came across that tip. So I wanted to share that on here because I think you guys would like it as well. But yeah, focus on what you do have rather than what you don't. What you can do rather than what you can't. And you'll feel a lot better and more at peace rather than worrying and overthinking and stressing yourself out all the time. So the next tip that I wrote for entering your peaceful era and living a softer life is giving up the urge to control everything because you can't. This one kind of relates to the last tip in a sense, but once I started doing this, I swear my whole life changed. I used to be the biggest control freak, guys. Like I wanted everything to go the way I wanted it to. I was a perfectionist, so I wanted everything to be perfect all the time, but I realized that that was an impossible standard that I was setting for myself. You cannot control anything that life throws at you. You cannot control bad things from happening. You can't force things to always go your way. Life is a roller coaster and it naturally has its ups and downs. Things won't be good forever, but things also won't be bad forever. 
And once you accept the fact that you cannot control everything and you learn to let go and just go with the flow, life will become a breeze. And I always say to myself, I can't control what happens to me, but I can control how I react to it. And that always helps me when I'm going through a rough patch or a bad situation. And sometimes I would even dread bad things from happening before they even happened. Like, When things would be going too good in my life, I would get suspicious and expect the worst to come. And that's obviously not a great way to live your life. So I had to learn to just let go, live in the present, and make the best of whatever current situation I'm in. Because I can't control the past and I cannot control the future either. So the next tip that I wrote for entering your peaceful era and living a softer life is slowing down. This year, like I said earlier in the episode, I have just been going nonstop between work and the podcast and focusing on my health and self-care and trying to record content for my other socials and trying to balance my social life and seeing my friends frequently. And I honestly got so burnt out at one point where I literally just wanted to lock myself in my house and ghost everyone to be alone so that no one would expect anything from me and at that point I was like okay I need to chill I need to relax because it's not healthy to work yourself so hard and stretch yourself so thin to the point where you're at your breaking point so I made it a goal to start slowing down taking time for myself not committing to so many different things at once and filling my schedule as full as I possibly can if I need a mental health day to just stay home and recharge there's nothing wrong with that if I want to have a slow morning where I do nothing but watch Netflix that's also fine if I want to go on my phone for an hour or two that's also cool. If I'm tired from work and I don't feel like doing anything afterwards, that's valid. I don't need to feel guilty for not being productive every single second of the day. I don't have to be on go mode 24-7, constantly working or doing different side hustles or constantly going out with friends. And I know it can be hard as an adult to say no to certain people or gatherings or events because you're busy as it is and you don't see certain people as often as you'd like to. But if you don't want to do something or you just mentally and physically cannot handle adding another thing to your schedule, you don't have to do it. You need time for yourself. You need time to recharge. You need to prioritize yourself and focus on your own needs and your mental health. And making yourself so busy to the point where you don't have time to do any of that is not healthy. So when I decided that I needed to start slowing down more... I would pick one day out of the week to just do whatever I want, whatever I felt like, no commitments or plans. I'll wake up, make breakfast. If I feel like working out, I will. If I don't, I won't. I'll watch some Netflix or scroll on my socials for a little bit. Sometimes I will watch YouTube or listen to a podcast. If I feel like going out that day, I will. I love retail therapy or any sort of self-care, so Going shopping or getting a massage or my nails done always makes me feel great. And then I will come home, maybe do some self-care and just chill. And that is just an ideal day for me where I can just go with the flow, 
do whatever I want, whatever I feel like, focus on myself and what I want to do and do the things that make me feel good and not rushed and busy and stressed like I have to follow a time schedule and a plan. So I really recommend making an effort to slow down more. Maybe have a slow morning where you just sleep in and take the day as it goes or have a slow evening where you just chill, order takeout, watch Netflix and have no other commitments. But I just love picking one day out of the week that is just all about me and what I feel like doing because a lot of the time we're always worried about other people. We're reporting to work, our bosses, schools and teachers or professors, friends, plans. A lot of the time our days don't revolve around ourselves. So it's nice to have just one day to do that. But I've noticed that slowing down and having me time has definitely benefited my mental health. It's calmed my mind a little bit. It relaxes me more and it makes my life feel a little more peaceful than just being on the go all day every day. And I understand that not everyone has the privilege of having one entire day to do whatever you want. Some of you might have kids, school, work, which is completely normal. But even just taking a few hours to yourself, instead of coming home feeling like you have to cook a meal after work, maybe go out to eat by yourself or just go through the drive through or go to a coffee shop and read a book for an hour or go on a walk by yourself just to have that peace and quiet. Just try to think of little things that you can do that you enjoy that would help you relax and take your mind off of your busy schedule. But I think that slowing down and prioritizing yourself should be normalized and encouraged a little bit more. So the last tip that I wrote for entering your peaceful era and living a softer life is creating work-life balance or school-life balance. I cannot stress this enough, and I'm going to give you guys an example. I love my mom to death, but she is always complaining about work. When she comes home from work, before she goes to work, and even on the weekends, that's all she talks about. She's always stressed and upset and complaining. And people from her work will call and text and email her when she's off or on vacation. And I'm like, why are you even looking at your email when you're off and answering the phone in the first place? And it's not like she has a job where she needs to be on call all the time and it's like extremely important that she answers the phone. You know what I mean? She just works an office job. And I always tell her, I'm like, once you're off the clock, it is not your responsibility. You need to separate your life from work. You're there to do your job, make money and go home. Like you're not even clocked in and you're still always thinking about work. And I'm like the total opposite of that. Like once I'm clocked out, it's in the past. Anything that goes wrong at work or is stressing me out is tomorrow's problem. A bad day at work is not going to ruin the rest of my day. <laughs> like, I don't know how to explain it, but I separate my work and my life so much that once I get in the car and go home, it's a fresh start. It feels like a completely new day. I don't let my problems from work follow me home because I just love going home and doing what I love to do, like drafting new podcast episodes or making content or seeing my friends. I just don't let my job consume me and I still prioritize having a life and hobbies outside of work. Even if I had the worst day at work, I don't let myself go home and mope and complain and do nothing else. I make sure to make the rest of my day great and have that balance and just like I have my assigned complaint-free days, I never let myself complain about work once I'm off because there's no point. I might have had a rough day, but it's over now. 
I might have a rough day tomorrow, but that's not something I need to overthink about or face until tomorrow and worry about. And I think one really important part about living a soft life is still keeping up with your hobbies and what you love to do, keeping in touch with yourself, still regularly doing things that you enjoy. So like I said, I'll leave work. I always get Starbucks after. It's like my little reward and my little treat to myself for working hard. And I'll play my favorite music on the way home. And then once I get home, I will film or edit a TikTok respond to some emails, sometimes bake, spend an hour or two drafting a new episode. I'll also work out or go for a walk if I feel like it. I just always make it a priority to still do the things that I love to do and still have hobbies. So once you get done with work or school, try separating your personal life from that and doing at least one hobby or activity that you enjoy. You might have failed a test or had a bad day at work, but it's over. It's in the past. There's no benefit in letting the rest of your day be a bad day and sulking and complaining. It's up to you to make every day a good day. Once the storm is over, there's always a rainbow. I know that sounds really corny, but that's the way I like to see it. I might have worked a bad shift, but it's over and I might get to see my best friend after work. Hanging out with her always makes me feel better. Or I get to go home and work on something else that I really enjoy that makes me happy and benefits me. I'm excited to go home and have a fresh start. I'm not going to let the demands of work interfere with my personal life and my interests. So in order to have a more peaceful, stress-free life, I recommend prioritizing work-life balance or school-life balance and still making time for yourself to do the things that you love to do on a regular basis. So that was the last tip that I had for entering your peaceful era and living a softer life. I really hope you guys liked this episode. Like I said, this is one of my biggest goals I have for the upcoming new year. All I want is love and serenity and peace because you can have the money, you can have the degree, the success, but what is any of that if you aren't at peace with yourself and your life and you aren't filled with love? So if this is one of your goals as well, I highly recommend you try some of the tips that I mentioned in this episode. I really do think they help a lot. But if you like today's episode, I would appreciate it so, so much if you guys follow the podcast, leave a five-star rating, and turn on the notification bell so that you know when I upload next. If you're new, thank you for giving my podcast a listen, and thank you for listening all the way through. It means the world to me when I get new listeners DMing me and telling me how happy they are that they found me on Spotify. I love seeing new faces and getting new messages and requests and suggestions. It's just, I don't know, it makes me feel so good. But if you'd like, you're also more than welcome to follow me on my other socials as well and see what I'm up to in my day-to-day. My main Instagram has tons of fashion and travel content, lifestyle content as well. The podcast Instagram has lots of reels, quotes, affirmations, and episode updates, and my TikTok is all over the place. Honestly, I post so much on there and I definitely do not have a specific niche, which I should probably work on that, but (laughs) those will all be linked in the show notes if you'd like to see more content from me. But thank you guys so, so much for listening to today's episode and I will see you guys next week. Bye.